0: Today's reading comes from Luke chapter 20 verses 27 through 40. There came to him some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, and they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children and the second and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they cannot die more because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed, in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him any question. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Greetings from Fort Wayne, Indiana, from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, uh, from our President Rath, from our faculty, staff, and students. Peace of the Lord be with you. Amen. The message for today is based on Luke chapter 20, and they asked me what text do I want to preach on, and, and I'm not good with free text, so I picked that text for that following Sunday, which was the alternate reading for All Saints Sunday. In this passage here today, we hear about the Sadducees. The Sadducees were kind of a unique group of, of people. They are different from the scribes and Pharisees. We learn from the Sadducees that they were very religious people, but very earth-bound people. Their theology, their life centered on the laws of Moses and oral tradition, and they were grounded, if you will, in understanding simply about this life. In many ways, the Sadducees do not believe also in eternal life, more or less the annihilation of the soul when one dies, which is far different from the scribes and the Pharisees as well. But we learn today something a little bit more about the Sadducees. They didn't naturally be, believe in the resurrection, but they also do not believe in angels, which kind of strikes me in my heart because my doctoral work is in angeology and angels and demons. But this is what the Sadducees were. Their life was, their religious people that were earthbound, limited to this life. But it's easy as Christians to kind of be earthbound kind of people, isn't it? We tend to be more influenced by our circumstance in life or by other people uh, than that greater life that's been won for us through Jesus Christ. That life from heaven the life as baptized Christians that belongs to the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, that we arise in the morning, we belong to something bigger. But yet sometimes this life, the circumstances in our life, tend to be a little bit more of a, a greater force that shapes our way of thinking. If our problems, our struggles, our temptations, and all these different things may seem bigger to us than God himself. When I speak to groups, I always tell people that you're more real to me than God. <laughs> I have to interact with you. I have to make a good impression. I have to deal with the circumstances of this life or traveling and everything that I do with my job, my ups and downs. But, yet, um, but as Christians, we know, again, there's something bigger here. You're not simply a sack of blood, if you will, or a consequence of nature. But you also have a soul. Our world is not only a physical one, but a spiritual one. I think it's quite interesting when we look at the first chapter of Mark, for example, and Jesus, the first thing he does after getting his disciples is is, performs an exorcism. He deals first with the spiritual malady of the soul, if you will, and then he healed Peter's mother-in-law. Which is even more fascinating is in chapter 3 of Mark, when he identifies his apostles, he says three things about his apostles. One, he says that they are with me. Number two, go out and preach. And number three, that ye have authority to cast out demons. And number four, there is no number four. Jesus is saying, in fact, that we need to be conscious that we're part of a bigger world. We gravitate to the needs of our own body, but sometimes do not gravitate to the needs of our own soul. So like much in our passage here today with the Sadducees, they're dealing with earthly circumstance in regards to marriage. What do we do with marriage if this happens and this happens? It's a little bit of our own day. I don't know if you're aware that in the United States, statistically, over 50% of all adults are not married. We have a massive breakup of family today. We have all sorts of circumstances, which meets up with a lot of different struggles and and trials and things of that nature. But Jesus transitions this conversation of this earthly marriage situation towards a conversation of the heavenly marriage between us and God and to all those things belong to the heavenly question as sons of God, as baptized children of God, Namely, a bigger picture of what life is really all about in face of these trials and circumstances. Our Lord speaks of marriage between God and man. He transitions the conversation, talks about Moses, and in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, where where Moses says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Or identifies God as God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What does that mean? Well, identifies in Scripture... That this is the God who has come to them. And what we call in theology divine economy means God is not just sitting up there. He comes to us, gives us a certain life, as he does through his son, Jesus Christ. That even the same passage with the word Yahweh, I am, it really is I am being. (laughs) I am the one who acts, if you will, who brings a greater life to us in Christ Jesus. We are not earthbound people. Locked to the, to the consequences and circumstances of this life. But yet, we are part of a greater picture, a greater life that involves the angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven. A greater life in pure love, pure mercy, and pure forgiveness before God Himself, who places the greatest judgment upon your life that you're clean, righteous, holy, and forgiven. This is where we know true love with one another, true mercy and true forgiveness. This is what Paul says in Colossians three don't look at things that are below, look at things that are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Do not look at the things below, for you have died, and your life is hidden in God with Christ Jesus. In fact, this is the great marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom. God comes to us through his Son, Jesus Christ, with the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, within time and to all eternity, for the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.